Christ is risen. Friday, as I shared with the faithful last night, on Friday I went to my uncle Nick's funeral. He was also my godfather. <clears throat> and I was not intending uh, to do anything but can celebrate. I, my sister asked me what I, if I would do this, that, and I go, may I just can celebrate? I just want to be a flower pot and listen to the prayers and not have to think about anything. Just be present. So whatever happened, correspondence, it didn't take place. So I came visiting the priest in Ellensburg, wonderful priest, only been there five months. And we were talking, and then it was just a few minutes before 11 o'clock. And he says, okay, Father, here are the books. I'll be around. And I go, oh, Father, I didn't request faculties to be the celebrant. I requested faculties just to be the concelebrant. Oh, but I have your letter. I go, concelebrate. Oh, okay. Then you preach. I've got, oh, dear. <laughs> and then I ended up out of the cemetery doing the internment for him as well. And if you know Ellensburg, it always is windy. It's just how hard it's going to be that day. The trees grow at an angle. And where my uncle was buried was, was near the road, and the road was heavily traveled. And so I'm trying to sing over the wind and over the road traffic, and so my, my poor polyp is inflamed. So I apologize. I had to turn the volume up so that it could be heard. So at the funeral liturgy, I was preaching, and when I began, after a few little words, I told him that the greatest day to be buried, if you're going to be buried, it would be this past week. This past week would have been the best week to be buried because it was all Easter Sunday. Every day was Easter Sunday. The Feast of Pascha is too big to be contained in one day. So the church stretches it out into seven days. And even that is not enough. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So I began to tell them about the resurrection. I told, talked a little bit about my uncle, what he meant to me, just very briefly, but I said, I'm not one to give eulogies. I preach the gospel. And we talked about this new life, this theme of corruptibility to incorruptibility, mortality to immortality, all brought about by Christ's death and resurrection. And we continue that theme today. This is Antipasca Sunday, not Antipasta, like something you would eat, okay? I, I know we smell the foods and it coming up, but Antipasca, another Sunday, another Pasca, actually. Not opposed to it, but a reliving of it, a participation in it again. It's also called New Sunday. And this would develop a theme that we will continue for the rest of the year because a week was, one day wasn't enough, a week wasn't enough, it, a year isn't even enough. So moving forward, every Sunday at Matins, we will hear the resurrection gospel, one of the 11 resurrection gospels, every Sunday until we get to Palm Sunday. So every Sunday is a little Pascha, a little Easter. 
Now, in the divine liturgy, we will hear little reflections of that in our antiphons. When we sing that one of the eight resurrectional tones that I know you all looked up what is today because you checked the Tibicon, because if you looked in your calendar, it would say, oh, you didn't look. <laughs> it would have said festal tone. We're singing tone four, in part. So all these Sundays are reflecting on our Lord's resurrection. And on this particular day, the eighth day, the day when a newborn was circumcised, the eighth day, we have Thomas revealing this, this new life. Thomas wasn't there Sunday. He wasn't believing anything. He says, I will not believe until I probe the nail prints in his hands and put my fist into his side. Thomas wanted to make sure that it wasn't some imposter, an imitation, a twin. He wanted to make sure, by probing the nail marks and the hand in the side, that it was the crucified one. That it was the crucified Lord, the one who suffered and died on the cross. That he's the one that rose. Because it is only through the crucified one that our salvation comes. Because it is the crucified one that came down from heaven and took on our flesh. Remember, God could not die. God can't die. But in order to save us, that had to happen. So he lowered himself, took the form of a servant, took on our flesh, took on something that was capable of suffering and dying. So when we say that God died, we have to make sure we clarified it, that he died in the flesh. Jesus Christ, the word of God in the flesh, suffered and died. And in that death, as we mentioned Sunday on Pascha, he destroyed death and gave us new life. He took us from corruptibility to incorruptibility, from mortality to immortality. He who is immortal became mortal, that we might, who are mortal might become immortal. Isn't that amazing? But Thomas wanted to make sure that this is the one, the crucified one, the one that I know that suffered for me, the one that I know that took the stripes for me, the one that I know that was beaten with the hammer and the spikes, the one that I know that had a, his side pierced with a lance. This was important to St. Paul. St. Paul's always talking about the crucified one, even himself saying, I am crucified with him. We can never separate our Lord from his passion, from his crucifixion, his suffering, from the marks, those signs of love that he carries with him in his flesh to this day. Thomas was trying to show, he didn't know it at the time, but St. John picked it up, the author, That it is in this crucified Lord we have our salvation, this one and none other. 
He said at that moment, my Lord and my God, in behalf of all of us who have not seen. But we are living by that faith, by the eyewitnesses that were there. So this comes back to that very question that I raised on, on Palm Sunday regarding Lazarus Saturday. How can you understand Palm Sunday? How can you even have a real appreciation for Pascha if you don't understand what happened was going on in Lazarus Saturday, as I have already mentioned? If you miss Lazarus Saturday, you're missing so much. But there was a question posed by Jesus, and you've heard me say it already, but I will say it again. Martha came up, said, Lord, if you would have been here, the one you loved would have never died. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? Do you have the conviction? Are you willing to change your life based on that conviction? And this is the question, as I said, would go through the whole of Holy Week and end inside the empty tomb nailed to the wall. And now we're hearing about the eyewitnesses that were partaking in this event. And they are in turn poising the question to us, do you believe this? Thomas is saying, I actually touched him. Do you believe it? I'm telling you the truth. This is the word of God became flesh and suffered and died for you that you might have new life. And so from here on out, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, where we're going to be reflecting on the different 11 resurrectional gospels, trying to come to a deeper understanding of who this crucified one is. We began to look at it in a more a theological point of view on Easter Sunday. With the reading of John's gospel, that's high theology there. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And a little bit later, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Do you believe this? Is the question that is posed. And if you believe it, are you willing to change your life to align it with the words that He spoke to us while He walked the earth? And what he spoke to us through the teachings of the apostles and those that followed him. That's contained in the apostolic deposit of faith. Do you believe this? And if so, your life should reflect what you believe and profess, should it not? Where can there be room for anxiety or fear? There's no place for it anymore. The only fear, the only real fear was of death. Because death was eternal. But with the crucified one who rose in, for us, who died and rose, now death is done away with. The only thing we're waiting for is our Lord to come again and unite us to himself. And until that time, he gave us another means to be united with his body and blood through the holy mysteries. Do you believe this? So we live in this time of paschal joy. Because we hear that everything the prophets had spoken about have been fulfilled in Christ. Everything is complete. 
And we are living in the gain that everyone else that had gone before us had, had gone through. The struggles of the Israelites, of the prophets, and so on. We are now a people who get to live in that Paschal joy always. In every divine liturgy, even the weekday, it's still resurrectional. It's the resurrected Lord that we partake of. It's the resurrection Lord that we sing of. And so we should always be lifting our hearts with such joy that raises the roof as it did last Sunday. Oh, it was glorious. When there's a hierarchical liturgy, when the bishop's present and you have a deacon, when you get to the trisagion, holy God, holy mighty, holy mortal, have mercy on us, well, the faithful will do it once. Then the bishop does it once in Greek. And then the deacon turns and says, in our translation, glory to Christ our God. Give glory to Christ our God. But that's a weak translation in my opinion. I served as with the Melkites for hierarchical liturgies. And they used the word dinomis, which means force. And so their translation was with more power. So we're singing holy God with great joy, but then the deacon says, no, with greater joy, do you truly understand what Christ has just done for you? And then we sing with the top of our voices again, holy God, holy mighty, holy mortal, have mercy on us. It was important for Thomas to know that it wasn't just any Jesus, it was the crucified one that was in his midst. It was important for Paul, as he would always speak of the crucified one. And it should also be as important to us. Because through St. Thomas, we have come to believe that he is Lord and God. Because he still has the marks of his passion, we see that he truly is the crucified one who's risen from the dead and trampling death has brought life to the world. Christ is risen.